is. But um, yeah, um, do you want to just get straight into it? Yeah, let's get straight into it. So we're recording <coughs> episode right. eighty-five. The road to one hundred begins go, now. Um, so we're we did. Creeping. We did this last year. We did a team of the season for uh, Scotland and England. Um, yeah. Scotland because where it's where we live and. The Premier League because it is the biggest league in the world, right? Like it's all over the adverts. People are yeah. getting a hundred million pounds spent on like kit men and that nowadays. So um yeah. ridiculous. Uh but it is exciting and um it's been a very good year of football, I would say. Uh I was kind of skeptical yeah. of how the that latter end of the season would go with the World Cup uh, intermission, but it's turned out okay. Um and we're going to go straight into it. So what we're going to do, we've got a team of the year. I've got a manager. I've got a goal, yeah. a player, and a yeah. sign-in. Um, yeah. So I've went 4-3-3 on my formation. I don't know if you've done the same or if you've got a different setup. Or um, I've went 4-3-3, but I've got like, I'm trying to figure out where my microphone is so I'm not covering it up. Um, I've went 4-3-3, but I've got a couple of players playing in, I'm not saying they couldn't play there, but they wouldn't usually yeah, play there. Yeah, yeah. It kind of like Monday Night Football. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, uh, Carragher and Neville going back and forth because Carragher had a front three of Kane, Salah, and Haaland. Yeah, that's a ridiculous yeah. front. But he three. said that like Kane was playing in the hole, so I don't know. Um, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, but S- SPL. So we'll talk about what's happened. Celtic have pretty much ran away with the league, I think it's fair to say, this year. Um, ran away with it and then kind of just taking their foot off the pedal the last pr- five games. Pretty much, right. They're focusing on the, is it the Scottish Cup final? Because the CSI or whatever it's called. I don't really called. understand that, man. It's, it's, it's Cali. Like, they're yeah. a division below. All respect to Cali, but, like, they're a division below. So we should be pushing for, like, we before the Rangers game, we were on course for a record points total, a record goals total. Um and yeah, but he's he's played his second string for the last four games, which I thought should have produced better results than they have. But yeah, I'm not complaining. Really good season. Um, got a got an absolute stinker of a draw in the in the Champions League. Do you so still have to? Do you still have to qualify for it? No, we didn't. No. We didn't. Rangers did. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, and we don't next season. And we oh, you mean the Champions League group them. you had this year with like yeah. Leipzig and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With um, Leipzig, Real Madrid, and Real Madrid. Shakhtar, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. So and Rangers got Liverpool, Napoli, Napoli and, and Ajax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably I would like, I would dare say they maybe got a little bit <laughs> harder end of the stick. Yeah, with Liverpool, but yeah, like and Napoli. I know we're not covering Italy, but how good has that Napoli side been this year? Like, fair how good's Italian play. football getting? Yeah, now? yeah, and I mean Juventus. You know what I mean? Yeah, like deducted points again. Dusan Vlahovic, yeah. I think he'll be on the move, <laughs> sir. But um, uh, I think that's a good move for Arsenal, right there. Yeah, or United. United need a striker as well. Um, they're being yeah. linked with obviously Kane and Osimhen and all that as well. And depending on who their ownership will be, will be interesting to see uh who they end up plumping for but um right well we'll get into it uh will we go keepers first um Keeper, I'm pretty sure we'll probably be in agreement i've got joe hart because he's got the most clean sheets no i've not got joe hart i've got um kelly roos the boy from aberdeen all right okay cool um just because like i thought joe hart 
He's hasn't got much to do, to be fair. You know? Yeah, it's probably an unfair uh, the defense that I'm probably going to bring up is going to probably have earned him those clean sheets more than um he yeah. himself. But I, I'm quite a simple man. I like someone that has the most clean sheets. Um, I actually don't have that for the Premier League version though, which I'll explain. Because <laughs> the person that did win the Golden Glove this year, I'm not too big of a fan of. Um, uh, but yeah, I just I look at the clean sheet stats and I'm like, you know, Celtic have dominated it. Yeah. defending is the foundation to being able to win football matches, isn't it? And Celtic's defence has been pretty impenetrable for most of the season. So, um, I can't, There wasn't really any other contenders apart from them two. Rangers have had an absolute shocker with goalies this year. Yeah, I think they need to get in a strong goalie next season for them. To I think they need to get that. a lot of... I don't know how they're going to manage it, right? Because Morelos, Ken, Arfield, McGregor—they're all leaving on freeze, aren't they? Like it just got announced yeah, a few days ago. Gone, like... Um, and you maybe not so much the four out of the five of them, but you got to think Ryan Kent probably had a bit of a decent resale value. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they could have maybe got ten, Morelos fifteen million as well, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, if they tied him down to a two-year deal in a year's time, if he gets twenty goals, you're talking at least about a million, two million quid for him. You know, so. I don't know what's going on there. I don't. I don't speculate too much because it's um, it's Scottish football. Anything can happen, you know. Um, I think they've done well in the two signings they've brought in with mm-hmm. with Cantwell. Um, he's he's been all right. I don't like the guy, but he's been all right. He's mm-hmm. he's played half decent. But the boy Raskin's brilliant. Yeah. Is there a Rangers player that you do like? <laughs> um, there's a few that I like. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the boy Haji. Yeah, yeah, he's been injured for a bit, and he? he's just kind of started yeah. coming back into rotation. Um, yeah, I like Haji. I like Tavernier, but I, I think he's played in the wrong position. Yeah, I mean, uh, those stats that he has are ridiculous for a right back, and some yeah. of the goals that he scores as well are like are like unreal. Yeah. But um, I, I think you take take the captaincy off him, which takes the pressure off him. Play him at right midfield or right wing. You're you're going to you're going to mm-hmm. improve that guy, um, but. If, if I'm Rangers, I'm taking the money for him just now. Yeah, because um, you're easily going to make like 15 to 20 million for that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> and I also like, um, I like John Souter, but just yeah. from a Scotland perspective. Injury um, injury problems as well recently. He's not had a great time. Bit, yeah. Yeah. I felt, felt, felt kind of bad for him because like he, he on his best day is probably the best defender in Scotland mm-hmm. there's no denying that he's, he's better than Carter Vickers when he's in good form like you've seen that at Hearts and you've seen that early on in his career mm-hmm. but um, yeah since he's made the move no, so, yeah, injury after injury Bruce from Aberdeen he, he's been he's came in he's been brilliant I don't know if he's a lone or what mm. but um, he, Aberdeen have bought well this season yeah yeah, yeah. I've got a, a player from there, and there I'll let you have the goalkeeper because um You'll probably know more about the Aberdeen season than I would personally. Um, so, the, so the back four. Do you want to go first, or will I go first? I'll well, I'll run through it because I've okay. got I've, I've, three of them are set. Like, um, I've got Johnson at right back, mm-hmm. um, who came in in January. But Carter Vickers and Starfelt, which was my same two from last season, and I've got Tavernier at left back. Mm. Okay, so I have pretty much the same back three, other than I've got Greg Taylor at left back. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like I like we just said, the Celtic defense has been phenomenal, right? And the three Starfelt Car- Carter Vickers is probably the star out of the four. There, like the way that yeah. that dude played through injury 
and was still like absolutely dominating games is pretty phenomenal, yeah. right? Because he's out for a period of time now, isn't he? Because he had the surgery or whatever, or, and he's going to have it at least after the final, um, from what I'm hearing. Um, and Starfelt, to, I think he kind of makes Starfelt look a bit of a better player than what he might actually be. Um, yeah, he's he's a bit more Rolls Royce, and um, Starfelt's a bit scrappier. Yeah, and like, um. But Starfelt is one of these guys who will literally just get his head on any ball. Yeah, which... yeah, yeah. Can I, what was it? Someone described Nemanja Vidic as they would, he would put his head where others wouldn't put their feet. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And that's the kind of player, like, the way that teams play against Selic, the only way, really way you can get in about them is penetrating them with set pieces or corners or things like that. Yeah. So you need two big, absolute solid units at the back. Mm-hmm. Look at when, I always look back to when Celtic had two players like Gary Caldwell and Stephen McManus at the back. Like, yeah, yeah. And if you're putting any ball, high ball in there, you're never going to win it against them too. And it was the same as when they had Bobo Baldi and uh, Johan Yalbi centre-back you know you're, you're not winning a high yeah they've always had physical monsters as a centre-back partnership like Pretty i remember much. do you remember gary caldwell he scored a winner for scotland against france but then it was yeah, his thunder got stolen by james mcfadden who scored a better winner in france you know <laughs> 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 and we still didn't fucking qualify for the fucking euros yeah, that year um although to be fair i think we got robbed a little bit at hamden when that free kick went against alan hutton that, that led to luca tony's uh, winner yeah. yeah but um not like i'm bitter or anything um and you know greg taylor i'm all i've always been a bit of a fan of greg taylor to be honest ever since his comarnic days he's i think great. he's uh i think there was like raw potential there and he was he was under a bit of kind of pressure to begin with right because he was the replacement for kieran tierney who had been like so great for celtic for a number yeah. period of, of years and probably got a lot of stick to begin with because he didn't necessarily hit that level straight away but i definitely think he's came into his own now um yeah and there's probably like your go-to guy on the left hand side obviously now like the likes of Juranovic are gone is gone as well um mm-hmm. and to uh to Vernier, i mean the fourth top goal scorer in the league 16 goals yeah. nine assists from right but that's like that's unreal numbers that late if that guy wasn't probably in the rangers team there's probably a legit chance they might have not even finished second this year do you know what i mean so um, I agree with that. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of that dude. I think he'll. Uh, I don't know if he'll get a move or if he wants to move or whatever. But um, you know, he's top quality in my opinion. Like I think he's the best right back in the the SPL for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, John, I, I I had to throw Johnson in there, man, just because he's been sensational since he came in. Mm-hmm. Um. He looks like a proper Celtic player and for like a Canadian to come in and just like fit in straight away. Um, I remember it wasn't his like debut or one of his first games, the old firm and like his family. His first game was the old firm. He was talking about um, his family might come over for it and was like, oh, you might not want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Might want to just stay at home for this one. Um, that was that. I brought some British. Sure yeah, that, that was the the draw, biggest. which was a good game actually. The the one one yeah. where um, yeah, because the the old firms this year, Celtic have dominated them. Obviously, bad in the last one, which you know Celtic had really nothing to. I would say they had nothing to play for, but there's always something to play for in these games, isn't there? Like you know what I mean? Like you want always to... something to play for, but like the fact that he didn't start, uh, he'll go. The fact that he didn't, you know, like the defense was makeshift. We played Kobayashi. Kobayashi at the back and 
things like that. I'm not using that as an excuse because if to me, if I'm a static manager, I'm playing full strength old farm. It's yeah. as simple as that. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care what. Because who, who is it that he played up from? Is it Owata? Is that the guy's name? The striker? His O. Oh, yeah. Owata's a different player, isn't he? He's a midfielder or something. is um, a centre mid. Center but mid, I was yeah. actually looking at stats for O the other day. Um, he's averaging a goal every 104 minutes. It's so, not bad. That's got to be at least Yakimakis type of numbers. Yeah, and he's 22 years old and he doesn't speak the language yet and he's just moved from South Korea. So I think mm. that's a great return for somebody who's just, just arrived. Yeah, the the amount of like hidden gems that are coming out of Asia at the moment, obviously Celtic's a prime case of that because of the you know yeah. the recruitment they've done. But even the likes of, you know, we've been talking about Kim Min-jae at Napoli recently, yeah. which I know he's got a release clause and someone's going to activate that, right? He's not going to be staying at Napoli this summer. He will be on the move. Yeah. Um, yeah, or or Man United who have been linked again, but yeah. we'll see. Um, <laughs> not like I'm biased for that, but uh, uh, he went there for twelve million pounds from Fenerbahce, who subsequently bought him for like three million or something from the Chinese league. And the release yeah. clause is forty two million. But if you look at that guy's attributes, the season he's had, and just the leadership qualities, it's still value in the market to you know word for word quotes from alex ferguson from fucking 2006 where he just basically had no money um uh but yeah like the amount of like hidden gems that are coming out there and obviously celtic of you know Ange postacoglu knows that league like the back of his hand doesn't he so um you know it's obviously benefited them immensely uh and obviously because yakimaka's going was a bit of a controversial uh thing yeah, wasn't it yeah i wanted to keep him I mean, but he just offered something different up front for yeah, Celtic. Yeah, he was a, a, a kind of classic target man, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And he's doing well in America as well. Yeah. And, you know, he's got good work. You know, I've, I like him. Uh, I have watched him a few times for Celtic and yeah. I've caught I caught the odd, uh, odd MLS highlights as well. But um, midfield three, who have you got in the pivot, in the single pivot? There's only I've, one I've guy, really. Cel- I've got Celtic three. Mm hmm. But I've got one of my guys playing out of position in here. So I've got McGregor, Hitati, and Jota in the middle. Okay. All right. So, yeah, uh, Jota, who would usually be on the, the wing. Um, yeah. I, I, found it, I found it hard, right, because I, I really do like Jota. And I think as a guy that comes from Benfica, right, and Celtic managed to sign him for, was it 12 million, maybe seven, something like that? Seven million. Seven million. Look at what other Benfica prospects are going for at the moment, right? Like yeah. uh, Darwin Nunes, 85 million. Enzo Fernandez, 110 million. Gonzalo Ramos is going to get a move at some point. They're not going to sell him for less than the release clause. He scored against Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, I just, I really rate him. I think he's a really, really top player. Um, and I think, because he's still very young as well, like 23, 24 or something 22. like that. 22. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I feel like... Not like I'm trying to get him out of the league or anything at the moment. I think when he does move on, I think Celtic are going to be handsomely, handsomely compensated for his services. Um, as long as there's, um, like, I think there should, I, I see him being a £25 million player. Yeah, 100%. I also need to see a sell-on clause in there as well, which Celtic are very smart with. They, they normally do that regardless of their player. Yeah. I think we've got sell-on clauses on just about everyone, like Edward, Tierney, the lot. We've got we've got a 25% sell-on clause with Tierney. Mm. So if he goes And that's probably million, going to come in pretty soon because I think he might Newcastle. be, I think he might be on the move, yeah. 
Um, yeah, they're on about forty million in Newcastle. That's that's ten million straight into Alex's pocket. Yeah, and that's like big numbers, especially. I, I don't want to say especially for the Scottish league because it seems it sounds and it is elitist, but it does the the disparity yeah. in money. You know, ten million is like forty million really down south, isn't it? You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, so I agree with that three apart from one. Uh, so like I said, I'm a big big fan of Jota. I've got Callum McGregor in there. I would. I don't want to like go too early, but I think he probably stands out in this entire eleven um, in terms of performance, leadership. Yeah, he does. He's basically assumed that Scott Brown role, but better. You know, um, uh, I I I think there's he's he's I don't think he's better. I think he does it differently. Mm. Like he, he he's is more technical. He's, he's Scott Brown of 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's not the Scott Brown that left Celtic. Yeah, he's Scott not, Brown yeah. that left Celtic just became like an angry man. He <laughs> was there to just prove a point. Yeah, and yeah. Football didn't keep up as his Celtic career went on. He, when Scott Brown was 22, 23 years old, um, he was he was Callum McGregor, um, what McGregor's doing now. But McGregor has got better passing yeah, got a mm-hmm. better, um, I think it, not even necessarily work rate because you'll never outwork Scott Brown. He's got better physical um, attributes. I I think he's got a better football brain. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think like he he can see things that Scott Brown didn't see. He's yeah. threading passes and things like that. You know, Scott Brown would be playing in the Italian league. Callum McGregor would be playing in La Liga. To, yeah. to put it bluntly, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, but yeah, Hatati man, yeah. honestly, talk about is... work rate. Right? I mean, that guy literally does not leave anything out there. Do you know what I mean? Like, everything that you know, he is like he's he's blown out his arse by the end of the game, but like it's because he's literally everything. ran three games in one. You know, so everything yeah. certainly does. People speak about McGregor, but. When Hatati plays, everything Celtic does goes through him. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. He, he cuts out every single ball in that midfield. He's the first man available to pass to every single time. I don't know how he does it. I would love to see his stats for his running for a game. Like, yeah, yeah. He barely he can he, he can't do ninety minutes. He does about sixty to seventy mm-hmm. most games. Um, but what he does in sixty to seventy, most players do in ninety. Yeah, yeah. It's relentless. And also yeah. great. It's not just work great, right? He's great technically. Um, oh, I think of the goal fantastic. last season against Hearts. You know, an absolute screamer. Um, his performance yeah. in the old firm, and um, obviously yeah. he's had good games against Rangers again this year. Uh, from what I've seen. Um, so I agree with those three, but the change that I've got is instead of Jota, I've got Mark Tillman. Yeah, he was. He was all right. He was all right. Um. Fancy I watched too much of Rangers this season. Mm. I was just kind of looking out for the results, just hoping that they weren't catch up and, and they didn't work yeah. until towards the end. But so um, I watched them in Europe, which probably wasn't the you know the best time to catch them. <laughs> but um, uh, someone that stood out for me, he's obviously a Bayern Munich player. Um, he's on loan. Um, evident that there's going to be quality there and probably won't be in the Rangers side next year. I'd imagine that he... Um, it's a five million release clause, I think. Yeah, but I th- I feel like someone in Germany will pick him up. Um, yeah, so 
but uh, I think I, a good player and football manager. Mm-hmm. A really good football manager player. And, and they're normally quite spot on with things. Yeah, and American, another of this American revolution that's happening in football that they're producing really, really high level players now. You know, uh, I know yeah. he's not had the greatest time uh, recently, but Christian Pulisic was kind of the start of that. Um, hey, see if you actually look across the German league, man, the amount of uncapped Americans in there that are just absolutely balling it and yeah, can't yeah. even get into the national team. Canadians as well, right? Fonzo Davies, yeah. uh, Jonathan David in France is another one. Um, yeah, but that area of the world is starting to produce some serious talent, you know, that uh, yeah. that are going to go to some big clubs and that. Uh, and uh, I think one thing that rangers do do well is they utilize the loan market pretty well like um, and yeah. not not all of them work out of course but some of the players that they've had like if you look at um i don't know if you've kept up with the championship at all this uh, season but if you look at what ahmed diallo's done for sunderland um yeah you know that was kind of what he was meant to do at rangers and obviously it just fell apart like real quick didn't it but um they seem to get really good loan deals like some of the players that they they bring on on loan if it's not a fringe player that's maybe fallen out with a championship team that was a star player like Cantwell for example um, or a really young promising dude from one of the bigger clubs or I think they've got that is it the guy that was from Manchester City but he moved to Germany now is it Ray is it Matondo or something like that um, he's meant, yeah he's meant to be some shit hot prospect but I yeah, can't say I've ever, I can't say that I've ever yeah. uh, seen him play but I've heard heard big things about him but obviously with Ahmad last year I know it didn't work out but just the they do seem to have like a good kind of relationship with bigger um teams in Europe that uh will send people up there uh, for them so yeah. I feel like they're going to utilize that pretty heavily this summer with obviously the the amount that are leaving on a free because you're not going to be able to replace all of them permanently no. um what's your front three so I have got I, I mean Furuhashi kind of just it has to be right like you know it's um i think his performances there was a point in the season right because there's obviously a few old firms a year now there's about like four or five depending if they meet in the cups and whatever um and i swear to god like every old firm this season bar in the last one i would just look at the score one though furahashi (laughs) and that that was like the standard um so he's definitely in there I have got Lopez from Aberdeen because I did look up his stats and he's been very, very, yep. Um, He's been very impressive. And the guy up front, and I have seen this dude a few times, is Van Veen. Yeah, I've got the exact same front three. Yeah. Yeah. Because Van Veen, I know he's maybe the third top scorer in the league. But Did you see the goal he scored? The yeah, league? unreal. And he's doing this for relegation threat in Motherwell. It's not like Motherwell yeah. are like challenging for Europe or... Yeah, I came from like the second division in Holland or something like mm-hmm. that. I, he's been in England before, after then, but originally came over from like second division in Holland. And this has been the best season of his career. Yeah. But the one about, oh, he might go to Celtic. And I'm like, no, like he just doesn't fit into the way Celtic plays. Yeah. A 33-year-old striker. You know, I think that's um, from I the days of where Scottish football, anyone that had a good season at any other club had bought yeah. themselves a ticket to one of the old firm teams. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. That, so, I didn't yeah. see that Duke at Celtic. Yeah, he's very good. Like I, yeah. I, I have seen it a game or two, but I actually went into a bit of uh, stat scouting and, and uh, very, very impressed. Um, yeah. And it seems like Aberdeen, I don't know what kind of season they've had. I don't think they've done anything amazing, but some of the players that they've recruited seem to have uh, definitely 
uplifted them from, you know. And, and, and yeah, their, their recruitment's been fantastic. They had a shitter of a first half of the season with their management, but Barry Robson has turned them around. Yeah, he's doing very well, I hear. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's you know, he's um, he's a local to Aberdeen, so he's going to, I, I think he can end up doing like a Fergie there because he, he's a you know mm-hmm. he knows the local scene he's from in Baruri and things like that he knows all the local football if he if they get their stadium and their youth development thing that they're aiming for right over the next couple of years and keep him at the helm good things could happen yeah what is it about people from Grampian playing for both old firm teams because <laughs> there's him yeah and there's uh Stephen Presley as well <laughs> Presley um there's quite a few um you know what that means Ryan Jack's um, going to end up playing for Celtic at some point. <laughs> no chance. No way, man. <laughs> That'd oh. be wild. Um, I can see Ryan Fraser going to Celtic. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably be surplus to requirements at Newcastle. He is. Um, he's already been told. Uh, I still think there's a decent player in there. I think he's an okay player. Yeah. Yeah, I think he so would probably I. be like a James Forrest replacement. Um, I feel like Forrest is probably kicking on now and... He's getting his testimonial this summer against uh, Bill Bow. Yeah, so he he is he's confirmed to be leaving. Um, no, he's staying. He signed a two year uh, two year contract. Is he still as uh, effective? Because like I remember when he first burst onto the scene, he was like a really really like he kind of came along at the time where Aidan McGeady was just leaving, or was it the kind of last final yeah. season of him being at Celtic? And he's been a really good servant, but I do feel like over the last couple of years. He seems to be a bit more of a bit part player. When he comes on, he's a bit less effective than what he was. Um, I, I keep, I'm, I don't know, I just keep him keep him there because he's probably, he's part of the club, you mm. know. Are you a sentimental guy? Do you like, like the spine of people that yeah. came through the academy staying? I think and they got like rid of Scott Brown a year too early. I think like... Scott Brown I mean, being the man kind of... I think it was that whole... Just assistant or something. Yeah, I think it was that whole pint with Lennon that finished him yeah. off you know um yeah but I yeah i am a sentimental person in that respect i i would like to have seen him there um but you never know things could happen yet um yeah i think scott brown will end up at set like in the next 10 years as manager yeah do you think it'll happen. go better than what it did at aberdeen i think regardless of how he does in his managerial career he'll always get linked with that job do you think there's like a Lennon effect with him? Because um, Neil Lennon I, I, hadn't. I think so, yeah. Neil Lennon hadn't pulled up trees for the first or second time that he got that job. Do you know what I mean? But he did well the first look, time look, round, I suppose. Look at every time Rangers go through a manager, how many times Barry Ferguson is linked with the job, and he's never done mm. anything higher than like the third division. Mm, it's true. You know, so would you ever take Steve Clark? Um, Steve Clark, you can just say where he's at because he's doing a fantastic job. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, um, but and, yeah, I take him all day long, mm-hmm. all day long. Um, um, but I think if 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 Ange does go, because there's there's rumours because everyone seems to want him just now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not going to Tottenham. That, that's pretty nailed on. Because pretty much confirmed, he's not going there, and I think he's got another season at Celtic in him. We've not got this Japanese tour, and he's not building for next season for no reason. Yeah. Um, Celtic are way to make and a lot of fucking money. Good, good things come to those who wait, right? There is going to be a bigger job that comes up, like I like because Tottenham is quite a big job, right? But you go there just now, Kane's probably getting punted. 
the squad mm-hmm. hasn't exactly been great. Um, Levy's a bit of a pain in the arse to work with. He goes through managers yeah. like laxatives. Um, you know, it's it's not a good environment that place. Um, nope. And I, f- I feel Why like, you? you know, a Manchester City, a Liverpool, a Man United, like that is a realistic like expectation for someone like that just because of how transformational like his football has been, especially we haven't really seen anything like it in this country, you know, in my opinion. No. Um, so I feel like there's there will be um, a bigger titan uh, to come along that might entice him eventually. But I also think that he's happy where he's at at the moment, right? He doesn't look yeah. uh, agitated to leave or anything like that. So He's he's loved by millions of South fans all over the world just now. So, and as I say, they've got this Japanese tour coming up and I think they're going to make... They're worried of making over ten million off of this tour alone. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's a transfer budget for a season. Where you would know. you strengthen Celtic in the summer? Um, I think we need a good cover better than O for uh, Kyogo up front. Mm. Um, we need a decent centre back cover for Starfelt or Carter Vickers. And I think we need a young, strong goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. um? What's happening with Leo Labado? Because he was someone that was tearing it up, and now doesn't seem as involved. Do you think he could potentially be on the move? Um, that's a hard one because the, the rumours I've been hearing is that they're looking at replacements for him mm. because he's already technically away, but I don't know where to. It kind um, of feels like he's but, dropped off a little bit, though, right? Because last year. Uh, and, you know, he's not he, had the game time yeah. he had last year, mm. um, and that is not down to his own fault. It's down to the form of um, Jota and um, Maeda. Oh, yeah, um, mm. uh, Maeda. Sorry, not Kyogo. Maeda. Um, Maeda is probably the quickest player I've ever seen in my life. Like I've not seen a guy. Well, sorry, not in my life, but in the SPL, he's probably the quickest player I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and like, but he's probably I think not his level. Yeah, he's not like the best finisher either, is he? Like, he'll, no. he'll score one in three or something like that. But his pace and his work rate are just invaluable. To how the whole structure yeah. set up, right? Um, and I think I don't understand why um, Ange didn't play him up front against Rangers because see players like that running in at McGregor's feet um, mm. Would have caused them a lot of problems. We've seen how much problems it uh, caused Rangers and Old Farms running in at McGregor's yeah, feet. Yeah. This so I don't, I don't understand why that wasn't like passed to him. But you know, I what do I know? I'm only an armchair manager. I'm doing <laughs> a fine job. So you're not um, an armchair like, manager. You're managing in the boys' league now. You're working your way up. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're absolutely smashing it this season, mate. Honestly, <laughs> I, it's it's the most fun I've had in years. Like it's. Um, I just, I, I suppose, I'll just speak a bit for a couple of minutes because honestly, the guys, the guys are fantastic. I've not got a bad player in my team. It's mm-hmm. it, see from like the first first. How game, very diplomatic of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my first game, we went four 0 up in the first like twenty minutes, and I'm like, oh my god, what's happening here? We got beat six five, and I was like, <laughs> absolutely destroyed me. Um, but not not the kids because the kids were like, I could see they were gutted. In our second game, we got beat, I think it was 4-3. And I was like, the kids were coming so close. Um, but we've been on some runs. I've got a kid 
Um, I, I'm not going to mention either, any of their names or that, but I've got a kid um, up front who is like the 10-year-old version, 11-year-old version of Haaland. He's got his <laughs> average in a hat-trick of games. He's got 30-odd goals in 10 games. Six foot five. Um, <laughs> but he absolutely Gareth bailed three players. Oh, you told right. me about this, yeah, Mark Bartra style. Yeah, so instead of going round one, he went round three. Mm. And he's not he's not taking it right close to the keeper and put it through him. He's he's like absolutely top corner it for 20, 25 yards. And I'm just standing there like sign mate. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> and then about ten minutes later we get a free kick and my usual free kick takers on the bench at the time. And one of the guys takes it and I can I, I can see a spot top right. And I, I'm going top right if I'm taking this. But he absolutely smashes it over the wall and puts it top left. And like, I'm just like, all right, what do I know? I'm, I know I can teach these kids nothing. <laughs> I think the level of football at all levels has just gotten so much better over the last ten years, right? Like, I see from like just watching nine to I think it's eleven nine. I think it's sure it's nine to eleven over the last two months or so, man. The future is bright. Yeah. That's all I can say. The future is very bright. Some Scotland are, are winning the World Cup. <laughs> I hope so, man. Like but some of these kids. Would Scotland even have a place left if we won the World? I feel like we would just destroy our whole country if that happened. Do, do you know what I've heard? I, I heard I've been listening to a podcast recently, and it's the best idea I've ever heard from a World Cup. We'll not div divulge too much, but I'll just tell you this quickly. What about all 270-odd countries just got entered in a hat and they had to play each other? And it, but you only find out, like, maybe a week before. Beforehand. You have to, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. It would take, like, yeah. six months to go through, but, hey, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the way they should do the World Cup. Like, yeah. What Watch us like, get someone like Brazil still, though, out of, like, 250 countries. It'd be, like, Scotland yeah. versus Brazil. No, but it's, like, Brazil are looking and they're like, oh, fuck, we've got Syria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. Um anyway, speaking of managers, who's your manager of the year? It's pretty it's a bit of a formality, really, Ange. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna run through just like my four. I yeah. bought a tie for player of the season. Um it was either out of uh, no, sorry, I've got a tie for young player of the season. Um it was out of Hitati and Duke, the two the two guys. I thought like I couldn't pick between the two of them. I thought that Joe not even getting a mention in the proper awards was an absolute mm, criminal. Yeah. Uh, but, and then I've got Kyogo as my player of the year. Yeah. So I, yeah. I have got Posta Kakoglu as well. Um, I've got Kyogo as my player of the year. And yeah. the goal that I've got was the James Tavernier free kick at Celtic Park because that was out of this world. Um, yeah, I've got a tie, I've got that, and I've got Jota versus Rangers where he's just dinged it around. Yeah, the 3 0 was it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was a celebration. It's yeah, iconic the, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got the two. I'm a bit biased in that sense. I've always got to be the winner. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we're here for bias. So that's what, you know, when people are like, oh, you're being biased in football. So that's kind of what it's all about, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, you're not going to be like. You show actually, who you support, man. Like, you show who you support. It doesn't matter where you are right it could be your team being bad the other team being bad you're not going to be like oh well actually you beat her ass that day you know you're yeah. guess the better club unfortunately you know i yeah. guess i just have to you're not you're not going to be like that like 
United could be in League Two, and I'm still claiming we're going to beat City at the Etihad. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. Doesn't happen that often, but um, we go on English. Yes. Uh, Who's your keeper? I'm interested to hear this now. I've got a bit of a hot take. Um, so there was a few, right? Um, yeah. By the way, I don't know how it can be Allison after the season Liverpool have had. So anyone that's oh, had Allison, totally. like you know, um, but so I, I narrowed it down to two, right? So yeah. the one that didn't make it that I had in originally was Nick Pope, that's mine. Um, just because of the season that Newcastle have had and that. But and I'm not saying that every goalkeeper makes mistakes, of course, but the yeah. clanger mistake that he made against Liverpool where he got sent off. Um, and yeah. missed a pivotal game for Newcastle in terms of the Carabao Cup I final. Listen to like a stats podcast, and he's actually well known for that in his career. What he done? Mm-hmm. He's done it like six separate occasions throughout his career. Like I, the Russian, yeah, like the Russian. Aye, and then handling it outside the area, like clear as day, yeah. straight red, misses so the cup final. What's happened? The the podcast I listened to is not exactly handle it out the area. But he's made either a challenge out of the area or handled out of the area six times in his career and been sent off for it. Jeez, and like he that. missed like such a pivotal game for Newcastle because they had Loris <laughs> Clarius in goal against Man United in that Carabao Cup final. That could have made the difference. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Nick Pope might have kept a clean sheet or or whatever. But um, I've went with David Raya of Brentford. I like that. I like I'm, that. I'm a big fan of this dude. I think he's a very very good goalkeeper. Um, yeah. Your ultimate sweeper keeper, I guess you would say, um, yeah. comes out of his goal, comes for crosses very well. Not not the tallest Astrid, of keepers Astrid either. Football manager doesn't like big games because I've signed <laughs> them a few times. Well, <laughs> it's it, not like I'm trying to make like a transfer list, but like I know that United are meant to be going in for a goalkeeper as well. David de Gea has won the Golden Glove, but I'm actually mm-hmm. kind of astonished how I think again it's probably more a defensive line. Yeah, I mean like the amount of howlers he's had. Not just this season, but over the course of the last ten years is, is brutal. But um, yeah, I'm going with David Ryan. How long he's been there? Now, yeah, right? yeah, and still suffers from the physicality element. He still gets crowded at corners. They're still trying to, do you know what I mean? And I think, especially with the manager they've got now and what they're trying to do, he does not fit that. Like no. we get played into him and Harry Maguire, the two main culprits. Anytime we try to play out from the back, it's trouble. It's real sure, big yeah. trouble, yeah. So um, I think da- David Rye is going to be in the last year of his contract. I feel like it's a, a, a deal that could be done for a relatively reasonable fee. And I, I like him. I think he's been really good. Um, and I think Brentford yeah. had a good season, um, although it'll be interesting to see what happens now that he's probably going to leave and Ivan Tony's not going to be available for some time, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I still think Ivan Tony's going to come back and absolutely smash it, though. Yeah. But like you know, what is it? Eight months, which is you know, it's, it's quite harsh to be fair for like coming up to a transfer window though. And to be fair, it's one of the positions that could have been improving is a backup for him. Mm-hmm. It's true, yeah. Keeps it fresh as um, well. I've suppose. heard, I've heard that they're after Pat Sindaka. Yeah, well, Leicester, yeah, Leicester doesn't look too healthy at the moment, does it? It looked like they're no, going down. Leicester and Leeds looking like. Yeah. Would you have predicted, predicted that at the start of the season? Leeds, Leicester, and Southampton, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. Can't say I feel any sympathy, especially for one of those teams. But um, uh, <laughs> well, we've got a gas coming on soon. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I'm, I'm going to light them up if they do go down. It's going to be a good day. But uh, uh, 
I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think that's over yet. That relegation battle. I feel like no. someone could sneak out of it, and Everton could go down. Happen today, or is, it, or is it tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. They always play it on Sunday for some reason. But anyway, um, I back for. Uh, I'll let you go first, and then I will. Um, so, I'll go right back to right back across. So right back, I've got Trippier. Um, centre back, I've got I've got between two. So I've got Botman slash Martinez. Mm. Yeah, that's and the... then I've got. Saliba, yeah, they are Okay, so I have got Trippier, so we're the same on that. Yeah. I have got Ruben Diaz because City have went on okay. to win the league. I think he's a pivotal. He's replaced that Vincent Company figure um, for them, and he's oh, a, well. he's an excellent centre back. So fair play. I also I had. Laporte has replaced Lescott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think he's going to be there that much longer, to be fair. I, I hear uh, Godson Gavardio is going to be one of their targets in the summer, which is, um, you know, frightening. But uh, he He's he double-pronged because he can play right-back as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Left-back, sorry. Yeah, yeah, and they've been playing Aki yeah. there anyway. They've been doing the whole inverted wing-backs thing recently. Um, I also had the tough choice between Botman and, and Lissandro Martinez. I went with Botman because Lissandro Martinez suffered a uh, an injury that kind of kept him out for the last seven games. Um, so that's what's kind of swung it for me. Um, and I, I think Lissandro Martin. I think Lissandro Martinez is probably the better player, but I think what Newcastle have done and Botman's been like a pivotal part of that. Um, he got um, uh, my left-sided centre-back and Zinchenko at left-back, I, I totally agree. Um, has been yeah. really outstanding for Arsenal. Um, I couldn't really think he's of anyone else. Tri- yeah, he's keeping Tierney out. Yeah, says, exactly. Yeah. That says it all. And matches that system better, right? Because Arteta wants to play the inverted wing-back um, yeah. side of the game again. So, yeah. So, I don't see why they don't try out uh, Tierney at centre-back. Yeah, because he does that for Scotland, doesn't he? Where Robertson's yeah. playing left wing-back. And, yeah, I feel like they're going to cash in, though. Yeah, I think so. And mm. I think Liverpool, uh, Newcastle will be the ones with um, playing Dan Byrne out there. He's not exactly a natural left back. No, no, he's not. Very, very cult hero, though. And he's very, he's good at what he does. You know, like he's, yeah. he's very effective. And do you know what? Like, I heard somebody saying, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently at work and stuff. Um, I heard somebody saying, Can you imagine being a five foot seven, five foot eight winger and coming up against Dan Byrne yeah. on the wing? Mm-hmm. It's like you're going to shit yourself. Yeah, um, and it's true. Like a lot of the smaller guys seem to struggle against him because he just uses his sheer power yeah. against them. What is it that Eddie Howe says? His philosophy is our identity is intensity, um, and like they hold yeah. such a high line, and that back line doesn't have like the the quickest recovery pace in it. Botman's not exactly. Well, I'm going to talk about that line in a second with one of the midfielders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I think you can maybe get a guess on who who I've got. Sitting probably defensively in that midfield, Joe Linton, uh, of course. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who? who you know what? Go, See, since Joe Linton's found his natural. Yeah, he's been amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm uh, just taking the piss, like, but um, yeah. So we'll go pivot. We'll go each other's pivot, and then we'll go with the two yeah. attacking midfielders. Right, my pivots, uh, Bruno, like Bruno Guimaraes, Bruno G. Yeah, he's very yeah. good, isn't he? He's very good. I feel like. He's so he's so good of a midfielder. He can play multiple positions, and I don't think that's his best position. I feel like they could no. sign a number six, and then he gets pushed forward or forward as one of these box to box guys that they use. 
Um, but yeah, he's he's fantastic. Bruno, Bruno is what Man United want Van de Beek to be. Yeah, well, you know. And I'm sorry to say that, but like Van de Beek should be able to play any of that midfield positions. Yeah, he should be able to play the number. He should be able to play the number ten. He should be able to play the hold. He should be able to play box to box, and he just can't do any of it because he's never getting a chance to play the same position twice. Mm. Yeah, um, and it's strange though. I know he's injured at the moment, but like even to begin with, you would think if there was a chance that he was going to play, it would be under this coach, right? Because this is the coach that yeah. had him playing his best football at Ajax, and exactly. yeah, I think um, it's fair to say that he will be off skis um, very swiftly. He's getting that Kenneth Taylor, and I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of that transfer. Mm. Well, apparently, the word on the street is it's Mason Mount, which Oof. don't like that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Declan Rice has been mentioned as well, but I know Arsenal are are trying to get yeah, that deal wrapped up. Like at least fifty million quid for Mount. Mm-hmm. Wow, I wouldn't. That's a waste of money, in my opinion. Um, right, who's your who's your other two? Uh, I I haven't said my pivot yet, and I I, oh, sorry, I didn't have Bruno sorry. G. I've got Casem, I've got Casemiro in that pivot, son. I thought about it. I thought about it. Here, I'm I'm telling you, man. Like eight. I was such against the signing, right? Because I remember we talked about this at the start of the year and I was like, big money, yeah. old, coming for a payday. This dude is a savage. When we've seen Casemiro at Real Madrid, right, he's been a destroyer. This dude's been everything for this man. <laughs> like, he's been a deep-lying playmaker. He's been a box-to-box guy. He's got eight goals. He's scoring overhead kicks at Bournemouth. He, he's, he's also got a bit of Roy Keane in him. He's choking Will Hughes out like it's going out of style. <laughs> Slide into people's DMs like it's going out. It's like, is he like is is he early Roy Keane? Um, I I don't know what he's a warrior. He is an absolute bulldog warrior. Like some of the challenges he makes are out of this world. Some of them break people's legs if they go wrong. Um, but I just I think you know what? like I I'm I'm also of the opinion that like he's he's looked at. Is ridiculously good because Manu literally since Roy Keane have had not had anyone in that position mm. holding that midfield. Maybe Michael Carrick a bit, but Michael Carrick wasn't a savage. No, he was a like you know a, a deep lying playmaker, regista, if you will. Yeah, um, but yeah, Casemiro. Like I like if he's not in that side, Manchester United are not in the top four. Yeah. So that's what they've been missing it. Yeah, and like even when he's been suspended, you can see the difference. You know what I mean? Like you can instantly see, it. and he started off very shaky. You know, like it, I thought I was being proven right the first couple of games. Like he's going to put a pass together, but yeah, he's been phenomenal, man. So um, my bias kicked in and was like, he's Got going you. in look, the look team. At my bias to the yeah, I've I've been very. I could have had Lissandro Martinez in there, but I I went <laughs> dip, diplomatic and um, took the injury into account. But I I mean that that's one thing that I would say um, because he's not in my manager of the year or anything like that. But I think. Um, Ten Hag, his signings have been pretty effective in one way or another. Um, yeah. uh, some more than others, obviously, but like I think the majority have have came very good and have have had a use. So, um, yeah, Casemiro for me is the the pivot in the team. So, attacking midfielders, who have you got? Well, if, if he's a holder, I'm I'm sitting with Kevin De Bruyne and Odegaard as my yeah. Two, I've got the same. Middle. I've got the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's un- undisputed, really. Unbelievable. Yeah, he has. Team. He has. And you know what? I never seen him as a captain, but 
he's he is the, the best choice they've ever made as like probably one like, of the best comebacks in football as well right? he was kind of dead in the water at real madrid was getting loaned out yeah. constantly um and he was like someone that had incredible hype when he was like a 15 16 year old right when he made that move to he real was madrid in norwegian league when he was 14 yeah crazy and like that's adult league Okay, that's, that's crazy, crazy. Um, but yeah, them two have just been unbelievable. I think De Bruyne's probably had the best season of his career. Yeah. It's annoying and how good he is. Champions League just shows it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't make me upset. Come on, we're going to be being positive here. Um, but absolutely. But like, you can't deny like that the City team in the last four seasons is probably the best, one of the best Premier League teams of all time. Yeah. No, I agree. But it's still Forza Inter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so like total agreement there. That's, yeah. That's, that's I mean, what else is there to say? Like De Bruyne has been the best player in the league for at least the last five, six years. And yeah. Odegaard's had an amazing season with Arsenal. And had they not just well and truly capitulated at the final hurdle, probably would have been a Premier League winner. So that's it. You know, that's it, man. Uh, that's front it. three. And there's not... There's not really. I, I was trying to think of honourable mentions because that's so tied down just mm. now, and I can't really think of anyone's came close to like, um, that four. There's people that like have spells. McAllister, like, at yeah, Brighton, maybe. Yeah, you know, Gundawan's came good in the clutch for City. Um, he always does in the clutch. Yeah, so. but other than um, that, that's you've got the guy Kashido at Brighton as Brighton well. As well, yeah. I feel bad leaving um, the Brighton players out of my team because I, I do have a mention for them though because I think they've been amazing. I've got a few. I've got somebody in my next um, three as a Brighton player. Oh, I take it it's Matoma. Yeah, man. Mm, he is very good. Uh, but I've got him joint with someone else. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. So, um, I'll, get, I'll give you my front four front, then because the one's a joint. Okay. So, on the right-hand side, I've got Saka. Mm -hmm. um, I've got Haaland in the middle because that's undeniable. And then I've got Rashford slash Matoma on the left. Yeah, so I've basically got the same front three, but I've just got Rashford over Matoma. Um, yeah. I found it really hard to pick between Rashford and Martinelli because I think Martinelli's had a great season also. Um, yeah. But I think if you look at where Rashford was at last year, had only scored five goals, looked like he was probably going to get sold to now scoring 30 goals. And exactly. a two-month period of where he was literally undisputed, like, we can't play against this dude. This dude's just scoring. You know, it was an advantage of 1-0 United every time that we played because he was getting a goal. Um, Haaland, I mean, do we need to say any more? Um, can Real Madrid... Can I just say how, how bright are things looking for Norway just now? Yeah, well, that's true. It's true because Odegaard as well, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, yeah. You've got young players like... Uh, you've got the guy come through at Leeds that was at South... Or Helder, mm -hmm. he's very highly rated. Um, yeah, things are looking very good for Norway just now. Um, Although you know, yeah, Saka, yeah, you, you, been un unreal. Yeah, you know, and things are looking good for England as well. Yeah, they always do though. They always do. Yeah, but fucking, did you see his squad selection the other day? Yeah, um, joke. Yeah, back to being a joke again. Calvin I mean, Phillips, Maguire, Maguire, yeah. It's like, what has Tamori got to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, manager of the season, it's split for me. I've got three. I've got three. I could not choose. Three. I've got three. I've got two. So I've got Emery and I've got Deserby. So I've got both of them. 
but I've yeah. also got my last year's pick in Eddie Howe because Newcastle getting Champions League. I know they're the richest team in the world, Matt, but they've been very reserved of how they've done it. They've not went mental. I feel like that might be about to change, to be honest, though. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think what Eddie Howe's done at Newcastle has been one of the best jobs we've ever seen in the Premier League, my oh, opinion. So I've got those three. I think if I had to choose one, it would be Deserby because I think Brighton have just been unreal. Um, and them getting European football is like, wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Emery, obviously, since he's coming, he's been really good at Villa as well. So I, I agree with that. But if I, around, man. if I chose one, if I had to pick one, it would be Deserby. Who's your young player of the season? Um, I think I would probably be... I mean, Saka can't really be classed as a young player now, can he? Because he's like a world... I went with um, Ferguson. Uh, Brighton, yeah. No, I would agree with that. I think he's been very good, yeah. Um, yeah, I would Yeah, I would agree with that. That goal against Liverpool as well is mm. pretty special, like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Haaland's my player of the season. I can't I mean, deny that. who else is it going to be? Can real so, if well, anyone that Carlo Ancelotti can you please forget the Jude Bellingham deal forget that deal yeah. just come and activate this release clause over here please. <laughs> you imagine they get both. They could. It's Real Madrid yeah. at the end of the day. Like, yeah, like yeah. I, I don't think it will be this season, but I think I think the Real Madrid are now signing a massive Galactico each year, right? So last year oh, it was two of many. Looks like Vinicius Junior is on his way out, unfortunately. What because of the racism stuff? Yeah, mm. yeah, man. He's not going to stay after that. Like, mm, the show came out and showed a massive support, but it's still happening. Yeah, it's been happening all season. It's I, like some of it has been like, but well, all of it's disgusting. Like, I'm not trying to say like some of it, but I think the thing that I seen that was like, holy shit, this is dark as fuck as the Atletico Madrid like effigy of him being hung, and I yeah. was like, holy, like we've not seen anything like that since like the nineties. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, it's it's brutal. And how good of a player is he, by the way? Like I was watching him in the first leg against Manchester. He's unreal. Like, yeah, yeah. He's he's probably like one of the top three wingers in the world just now. Yeah, I would even argue top five players in the world. Um, yeah, maybe even top three. I I I think he's a, I think he's unreal. He's amazing. Like, but um, uh, yeah. Uh, signing of the season. the season. Oh, goal of the season. Yeah. We'll go goal of the season first. I've got a funny one. Right. I've got three. Okay. And one's not from the Premier League. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you've seen Gundogan's one where he controlled it with his hip, hip and then back heeled it into the into the goals. Is this against um, Everton? Yes. Yeah. 3 0 game. Yeah, Everton. yeah, I did see it. Yeah. Um, I've got Matoma where he's basically juggling the ball against Liverpool. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Um, but my goal of the season, and I've not seen a goal this good in a long, long time, was Theo Hernandez running the full length. Aye, at Milan. Absolutely. Holy shit! That was yeah. yeah, that was crazy. It's normally like they'll run the full length of the pitch and they just toe poke it. He banged that in for twenty five yards. <laughs> like, and how do you have the energy to do that after running the whole length of the pitch? You just absolutely hit it, like yeah. But yeah, that's my goal of the season, and a special shout out to Mbappe. Um, his one of his goals in the World Cup final was unreal. Yeah, the uh, the second one. Yeah, yeah. It, that 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 was like the stage it's on, considering to just pick up the ball and pretty much take his team back into the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no denying. So what you got for goal? <laughs> I have got 
Michael Keane versus Tottenham Hotspur. Did you see this goal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what was the best thing about it? It was against Tottenham Hotspur, which everyone <laughs> loves seeing goals going against them. For a centre-back to hit it like that, at Everton, yeah. Everton are proper mints, mate. Like, let's no, no sugar-coating it any whatsoever. So I thought, from where they're at, for the position of who scored it, uh, and the team that it was against, it ticked all the boxes for me. So Michael Keane against uh, against Tottenham is oh, my goal of the season. And my signing of the season is Casemiro for the reasons that I explained earlier with I don't think Man United. I think City would have still had a chance of winning the title without Haaland. I don't think Man United would be in the top four without Casemiro. So that's my argument. Yeah, that's... Um... Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. You're probably not getting getting rid of Ronaldo and bringing in Casemiro was probably one of the best decisions that's, that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Zinchenko was signed this season. Yeah, he's also been very good. Although, I do agree with Gary Neville that they got a bit carried away after, like, you know, when they've seen them celebrating with the fans like an hour after was it beating Aston Villa and they still had like eight games to go. Um, yeah. you would think because he's been part of a title winning team he would have been like let's just calm this down because Gabriel Jesus I know he had the injury in that he's also been fantastic for them as well so yeah. um, Arsenal definitely on the up uh, I expect them to be in and around there again next year uh, I don't think yeah. they're going anywhere um, I, who do you think I know so we've got City and Arsenal who do you think is best positioned to join that two in potential Newcastle. fighting for the Newcastle yeah yeah, I think Newcastle. I think if Man U have a good transfer window, they're in there and you've got a definitive top four. Mm-hmm. If, um, if Man United sign Harry Kane, Declan Rice and Kim Min Jae, would that be enough to capitulate? I think they avoid the them? Harry Kane thing. I think they avoid the Harry Kane thing. Um, I think they need to be looking elsewhere. They don't. I think they need to be looking at somebody younger who's going to be holding the fort for the next ten years rather than the next two years. So we've met. We've mentioned Vlahovic. Um, Victor Osimhen's going to cost two hundred. Oh, right. If you look at if you look at City, Allen's what twenty two. Yeah, yeah. 22. I understand the age thing, but I suppose there's also who fits the system. They need another goal scorer because they've struggled to score goals this year and be heavy reliant. On Marcus Rashford, yeah. and what about somebody like Oshiman? He's going to cost one hundred and fifty million pounds. You don't think he's worth it? I, I, I do, but I also think there's other positions that also need addressed. Um, you've also you could be looking at players like, and I know this is mad, but the the right situation has arisen where you're going to get him on the cheap. Jamie yeah. Vardy, Jamie Vardy, mm. man. I, I would like, say I would say like a, a Vlahovic is a good option. Um, Oshiman's obviously like an unreal. I like he would be my top pick, um. But what? Where do you think Tielemans goes? Um, I wouldn't take him because he's out of contract. And yeah, going down. Yeah, but I wouldn't take him. I'd, 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 I think he's dropped off off of a cliff the last couple of years. Um, and he's he's a player that's down tools as with a lot of players at Leicester, and I don't really want that. So, um, I think he'll get a good move. I think he'll go to like a. He might even see if Gundawan leaves Man City. He might even go there. Um, yeah. But who knows? Uh, but I think it depends on the United ownership as well. Who they're going to get? If if yeah. uh, Man United decide that they feel Qatari, maybe they do get Victor Oshiman, Kim Min Jae, and a midfielder. Who knows? Um, yeah. But I think yeah, it depends on the summer. I think Newcastle will have a good summer. Um. 
it depends on the ownership, but if United have a good summer, I think they could be an outside bet for being in and around there as well. But I agree with your... I, I had a little look at the transfer rumours just before we we came on. Um, so the transfer rumour for Newcastle just now are Tierney, obviously. Um, the word on them getting Makoku from mm-hmm. Dortmund. Scott McTominay. So Scott McTominay, yeah. He, he would actually it. fit like a glove in that Newcastle. So I'm not even being funny, yeah? Like, he's not doing himself any disfavours with two goals against Spain, is he? No, he's a totally different player for Scotland. But he's playing in a system that suits him better, I believe. He's not going to be able to play Ajax total football, is he? He's definitely high-intensity, physical, and that's what Newcastle are playing. So I think he'd be a good signing for them if they offer £75 million. (laughs) (laughs) that would be insane here if we're going to get rinsed for players we've got to do it to someone they've got the money highest paid Scottish player of all time is Tierney at 25 million yeah Scott McTominay blasts it out the water 75 million I can you can see him going for 30 million yeah like we'll get 30 for him but like Maguire's going to go um I'm trying to think Van de Beek's probably going to go um Wan Bissaka. I'm not. I'm not so sure in the Wan Bissaka. With Fred, will definitely go. Martial, I think his time is well and truly up. Um, contract next season. Yeah, and has had has just basically put a sick note in for the entirety of this one. Um, Fifty million quid down the drain, man. Yeah, literally. But um, yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, I think it was fifty if he won the Ballon d'Or. So I think we're safe on that. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, 49 if he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, though? See, for a period of time, right, for ages, any transfer saga like Man United were involved in, like uh, Jadon Sancho, Bruno Fernandes, like, any of the ones that have like dragged on for ages, it was always over just putting in add-ons about if they win the Ballon d'Or, we'll give you £5 yeah. million. Pound. And I was just like, what the... F-? Anyway, um... All right, what, what about some hot takes for next season? We'll get a few predictions in we can look back on before we go. Okay. Um, I I can't see Rangers doing anything. I think they're, they're, they're on the right track, but I think a season's too quick for them. One transfer seat windows or two transfer windows is too quick for them. And mm. um, they've not got the model that Celtic have got for recruiting players unless they go foreign and they've not. They went to somebody who's looking at championship league one players yeah. and it's been proven time and time again at rangers over the last 10 years that championship and league one players do not work mm. so you know i think like it didn't work at selig like the only one really worked in selig's matt o'reilly yeah you know, but he, he's been unbelievable um i can see um Man City winning the league, uh, the Champions League this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Pep staying again, and I don't know. They're, they're probably just going to pull off either a massive summer summer signing, um, but I can't really see where they need to improve. Well, if if Gundogan goes, they could do the replacement there. Um, Laporta could be upgraded with Gavardiol or someone like that. Like that's just the ones that come to the top of my head. Um, I think I can see Newcastle maybe pipping Arsenal next season. Mm. Yeah. If they recruit well. Do you think they're, they're gonna not... you think they're gonna make a marquee sign in this summer? Do you think there's gonna be one that's gonna blow people out the water? 
Do you know what? I think they might, but I don't think it's going to be a big money one. I think they could end up signing like a Luka Modric or mm. something like that. You know, somebody that's a world-class player, but maybe at the end or towards their career, they're needing somebody in there with that experience who's had that Champions League experience, yeah. who's been one at all. Guys who, when they're sitting in a quarterfinal of Champions League and they're 2-0 up, is telling guys to calm down because they're not getting carried away. They're not thinking about like, the final mm-hmm. and things like that. I think that's what they're missing in there. They're not miss. They don't have that one player who's been there, done it all yet. Do you know who I think it's going to be? And it would be the totally wrong signing, but I think the ownership are going to step in here because I think they've been very reserved, like I've said. They've done very well and they've just fitted players in around the system and found really good talent. But I think with the potential opportunity that's about to come up in the market, they are going to sign Neymar. Nah, I don't think so. I think so. Yeah. he's. I think he's going to come to the Premier League. I think he's either going to go there or he's going to go to Chelsea. Yeah, I can see him going to Chelsea. And I can see him doing absolutely nothing at Chelsea. Yeah, aye, aye, <laughs> aye. How, how long is the road back for that team? Because... Do you know what? If they get the right management structure in there... So it's, it's at this moment in time, it's meant to be Mauricio Pochettino. I don't agree with that. Mm. Uh, but I think if you... I think you put somebody like Zidane in there. Mm, someone that's proud. But the thing is with Zidane or like... I suppose Luis Enrique still... He's up. He's not the Spain manager mm. anymore. That would be worth a shout. Nagel, well, Nagelsmann turned them down, didn't he? But um, um, there's managers he's, out there. He's handling big names and a lot mm. of money and things like that. Zidane went and done it and won Champions Leagues and stuff, you know? Mm, it's true. It's true. He won't be winning the Champions League with him next year, though. That's for sure. But uh, I, I so I, who do you think is going to get relegated next year? Who's coming up? So we've got, um, we've got um, the playoff hasn't been decided yet, but the automatics were um, record points total. Who was it? Um, oh, by the way, could you imagine if Luton Town get to the Premier League? Yeah, I've seen that. Like, um, that would when be- they just. Championship table. Sorry. Um, it was Burnley. Record Bur- points. Oh, yeah. Vincent Company. And who was yeah. the second? Who got second? Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Okay. So yeah. two teams that we're used to seeing um, hover in and about the Premier League. So the, I think the playoff final is Luton Town. Yeah. And I don't um, know who the other... I'll have a look it up. Uh, Sunderland, isn't it? No, they just beat Sunderland. Um, final... It is Coventry. Uh, wow, is it actually? Yeah. Let me have a look at this. Um, sure, Coventry, isn't it? Coventry City versus Luton. Wow, both those sides. Like Coventry yeah. haven't been in the Premier League since the nineties, and Luton Town would be an unreal story if they got it. You know the thing about Luton Town Stadium, Kenilworth Road. Yeah. So it goes through someone's house to get yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like is like they've come from like nothing in the last 20 years but the entrance into their pitch literally goes through someone's house it's 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 like an alleyway next to someone's house it's fucking hilarious so can you imagine like man united arsenal man yeah. city going next yeah. season they're going through this little thing to go into, uh, into the pitch that's great like yeah that would be awesome 
Uh, best of luck to both those teams. It'll be good to see either or back in the league. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I guess we are at an end. I, need, I know you need to get going in a couple of moments, but it's been a good year of football. Yeah. It's been very enjoyable. Um, World Cup was, as you say, World Cup was good. Yeah, it was. It was probably the best one in a good while. I think there hasn't been a good one since 2010. What's your, just a quick question. What's your favourite World Cup in your lifetime? 2006. Yeah, mm. 2002 for me, that was like, because all the games were on like early in the morning. Yeah, because of the time difference. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so like I'd wake up in the morning and there'd be like football on and like I remember that was like Svangor and Irish in England time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also my favourite football of all time, the, the 2002 World Cup football. The, yeah. If you just think of some of the players back then, even if it was 2006, 2002, very similar kind of eras, Ronaldinho, yeah. R9, yeah. I know France. I'm just naming the whole Brazil side, Zidane, Henri. Zidane in France getting put out in the group stage by El Hadji Duf in Senegal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Madness. Jesus. And then Zidane putting someone out in the World Cup final, the next one. Um, yeah. uh, you know, Perlo, uh, yeah. Del Piero, Del Piero Totti. Totti. God, Italian football was the shit at one point, wasn't it? It was the... It's on the way back up. It is, it is, because we had, obviously, Inter in the final, but Milan were in the semis, uh, Napoli were in the quarters. Um, Italy and the Euros. Spalletti is leaving Napoli. Where do you think he goes? Because his stock is very, very high at the moment. I, I think he stays in Italy. Yeah, man. of course. But where does he go? Does he take Jose's job? Jose go to PSG? Juve. That's true, yeah. That is a very good shout because Allegri is on. Um, he's not got Allegri to stand on just now, is he? But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that that time in football was just so good. Like I don't know what it is because the players are statistically and are just obviously better now. But there's some kind of nostalgia bias that I have towards Ronaldinho, R9, Henri. It's um, also a place where like guys in their late. 30s, early 40s go and just absolutely ball it. Like, yeah, even yeah. Even gets King. Um, you remember when Perlo was told he was done at Juventus and then he went to Milan and he just absolutely... Yeah, 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 yeah. Him. It's like, it's madness. What man. was it? Maldini, he played against... Well, who was it? Was it... It was some someone crazy. So the last one of the last players he played against was Cristiano Ronaldo in 2006. But one of the first players he played against was like... Van Basten or like someone from the eighties, like twenty years previously, yeah. and like he was a top defender the whole way through his career. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I've I've seen a few of them stats. Like the last player and the first player were some players, and some of them are crazy. Like there's one with Stanley Matthews who played on until he was like fifty five or something, geez. and it was like the last player he played with and the first player, and there's an age gap of like forty odd years, and but. Do you know what? I'll give you. I'll give you an absolute stat that will blow your mind, right? So, what what year were you, were you born in? Ninety six. Ninety six, right? So, since the since the millennium, it's been twenty three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. See so if you count back twenty three years from the millennium itself. That was nineteen seventy seven. Oh man, that that <laughs> reminds me that I'm getting quite close to thirty. I mean, I look forty anyway, but like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the same time difference. It's absolutely mental. Yeah, it's crazy how like 
because people like I say to myself, oh, I'm getting closer to thirty, right? And I get a bit like down about it. And people are like, oh, but like twenty six is still young. And I was like, yeah, but I was twenty two minutes ago. Where did twenty sixteen <laughs> go? I swear that only happened a few seconds ago. Where did that go? Um, but yeah, uh, football is better than ever. I would argue. I yeah. think we're in for a interesting summer. I do like. Uh, We're in for an interesting podcast, and next one because our one of our next guests is 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 going to mostly be about football. We're getting a football uh, expert on, someone that is much. very qualified in the art of football. Yeah, um, very apt coach, mm-hmm. um, very knows the game very and well. Here is the mad thing before we go because we spoke about this dude on the very first episode that we did this year, and we had no idea yeah. who he was. Now all of a yeah. sudden, he's Lee's best mate. He spends all yep. his time with him. He doesn't do the podcast anymore. We don't speak as much anymore. Blah 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 blah. He's he, world class football coach. Gets the chasers on his podcast. He's outdoing us at the podcast game. Yeah. So we've got beef he's, to he's, pick. Do you know what? I actually like. I've got to know him a little bit um, over the last like couple of months, just doing the boys' league and things like that. And he's he's sound. He's, yeah. He's, he's a great I guy. am joking, um, of course, for anyone that may be thinking. You know what? That. He's um. You you forget he's sixteen. You really do forget he's sixteen. It's it's mad. Like like he doesn't. It's like speaking to an adult. Well, he he's technically not an adult, but yeah, like he yeah. is an adult. Like it's it, it's crazy. But his knowledge of football is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but we get on so well. I think because his his knowledge of football manager is unbelievable. Yeah, as well. and he's got some stories as well. Like, but um, he's um. Yeah, he's going to be coming on. Um, we'll get some arranging because I know you've got a wedding next weekend and things like that. Yes. And um, he's busy, busy coaching at weekends and things. So it's m- maybe going to have to be like a nighttime Zoom or something like that. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, uh, I know you're go- people are going to be like, oh, I thought the Zoom era was over and that, but the studio is being worked on for the, the business that I'm, I'm opening. We are getting yeah. there. New tables being delivered. An actual table. An actual table is being delivered. Not a recycled table that was once a bar with a bit of plywood and that. Um, I'm working on getting the walls sound treated and that. Um, the the doors are being put in. The lights are put in. It's going to get there. I'm hoping mid July, maybe a week or two after that. But we'll see. Um, yeah. So yeah, sweet. Yeah, awesome. roll on the summer. <laughs>